listening to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, people walk out of me before, but now it's been I don't care for you if the people it's like you're prowling out. Oh boy. So um while you know welcome Johnny Million. Thanks for joining us. You were in a race this morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What were you doing? Yeah, someone, someone in the, I'm doing great. Someone in the uh, the chat said, I don't know, Johnny doesn't talk very much whenever I'm here. So, you know, I don't know whether I need to double down or just clam up today. Um, it's really an artistic choice, I think. <laughs> um, if, uh, you know, I would say go riff on that. Go with that. You know what I mean? Maybe, That's right. maybe, maybe talk a lot without saying anything. That apparently oh, on YouTube, that's I'm a really big moneymaker. Keep talking. Just don't say anything. That, just I mean, don't say anything. If, if anything, because we've got to fill time. That's that's my that's the advice they give to every speaker as they walk on stage at the January Justice for Jan Six gathering. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't usually speak in front of people. Look, just keep talking. Just don't say anything. Okay. Thank don't you. Say I feel so free now. I feel totally free. Um, I can say free now. I obviously in talking about uh, the the the. Septeenth gathering for justice for Jan Six, um, which is by the way, Jan Six sounds like a, a sci-fi robot movie about the the m- most disgruntled the Brady AI. child. Yeah, <laughs> imagine a digital Jan who's just getting back at everyone, just oh. laser eyeing Marsha. Yeah, um, and she's the sixth Marcia, version of Marcia, Jan. Marcia. They just keep. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, cloning her as a robot, trying to get it right. Right. Yes. It's it's uh, the Terminator starring Jan from the Brady Bunch, J- uh, <laughs> Jan Six. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, the uh, there's uh, there's obviously a lot of other news going on, real news, like the United States and the UK and Australia um, joined forces this week in in a way that is that has made France so angry. That they're they're calling American cheese freedom cheese now. I don't know if you know this. Um, France. I love the sound of freedom cheese. Freedom cheese sounds delicious and patriotic. Mm-hmm. It it does sound. Uh, it, it's blue cheese and uh, red wine cheese. Uh, you know, like the the kind where they make, and then regular American American cheese without the yellow. Yeah, yeah. Right, that makes sense in a little loaf like a Neapolitan. Oh, right. Boy, right. isn't white American cheese disturbing? It, it is. always freaks me out. Right. It's like sodas like, with no coloring in them. Like you're like, oh, cheese. I've been lied to this whole time. It doesn't need to be that I color to this, taste I, like this. I need this to be crayon yellow. <laughs> that's right. This makes no sense. So um, <laughs> that's that's justice for crayon yellow cheese. <laughs> There's an argument that that's ex- that is also that's that's the the Lollapalooza sub stage at the Jan- Justice for Jan Six. <laughs> the side stage is arguing that I don't know if y'all know this, but American cheese is really white. They dyed that color just to make us less important. All right, um, the the U.S., Australia, and the U.K. Um, formed a, a strategic alliance to push back against. Um, uh, China's, uh, you know, expansionism into the Indo-Pacific region and the and the South China Seas, and and to pro- and in many ways to protect Taiwan, and and arguably the potential for South Korea if they if 
China ever gets really desperate and decides to use North Korea to get the resources of South Korea, which has been, you know, okay. one of those like subterranean fears that's been going on for a long time in the Pentagon and other places that that might be a possibility. And and it that fear ebbs and flows depending on how on its heels China gets at certain times. So the United States formed this alliance. And in this alliance, the, there are going to be 12 nuclear-powered submarines that are going to be made in Australia um, using U.S. and U.K. technology to propel them. Not These are not... these. Subs do not have nukes on them. They are nuclear powered. And why am I already angry? I'm so angry. Yeah, just because nuclear is is in there. Yeah. And you're part nu- French. Nuclear. I beg your pardon. You're right. Nuclear. Um, and nuclear. the reason they use nuclear drives in these is because uh, it makes them run silent. They're, they're hard to find. You can't find sure. it. Yeah, they don't have con- conventional um, um, engines on them. So they. they One can- might say they're silent but deadly. That's true. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, they are the Trump Jr. of. I'm sorry. This is so bad. So the point I'm trying to make, if I have one at all, you see how we followed the advice. Just keep talking. Don't say anything. Um, keep talking. Don't have a point. The, the French pulled their ambassadors from Australia and America this week. Yeah. Um, the and and a lot of people were back and forth about like this. This seems like a strange turn of events. This seems like where did this come from all of the sudden you know this seems like a big ratchet up here's you know we're all complaining about how uh you know trump is distancing us from our nato allies and we hope biden will get in there and kind of reform the bonds amongst you know these these groups and here and then here comes biden like a bull in a china shop making france all angry what in the world well it turns out france and the eu france particularly through the eu um arranged for a deal with China that was not quite a full expansion of the Belt Road Initiative into Europe, but a an investment alliance with China. One that um, the, the United States is not engaging in and doesn't think it's a good idea to engage in because of how their behavior towards the Uyghurs and, and, uh, and Hong Kong democracy and what they're doing in Africa, what they're planning on doing in places like Afghanistan, and the quality of the work that they do, quite frankly. Beyond all of that is that the Belt Road Initiative is largely window dressing, and what they do is they roll in and give you a road that'll last eight years, but debt that will last 25. Say what you will about um, the, the idea that the UK and the US over time have given money to um, you know developing countries and expected you know loan payments and the like, but the stuff they built is still there. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the stuff that the China uh, that the Chinese are building, say in Pakistan, on the Belt Road Initiative, which has a ten-year shelf life, just like a lot of the ghost city buildings in China, it's bad. It's not good, and it's not because the Chinese people aren't ingenious and and productive and caring, smart individuals. It's because their government has a, an entirely different strategy, and that strategy does not involve the rest of the world having a functioning infrastructure understand that. Why would they go and build roads in these countries when they plan to basically take the resources eventually and and hold on to them forever? If you can build up your industry and develop as a country on your own, it doesn't do us any good, right? You know, the Chinese are thinking. And the EU just struck this deal in a hurry in December of last year because they knew the Biden administration would be against it and would kind of want them to curtail it. So they decided to do it under a uh, a presidency in the United States that would look the other way. 
namely the Trump administration. <clears throat> For all this talk about how Biden's tied up with China and he can't do anything but, you know, couch out of China and he's giving all the, and Hunter Biden and yada, yada. The reality is, is that the EU secured this deal and started moving it forward in a, re, in a hurry because they knew the Biden administration would be against it. And now, okay, the, yeah, and now they've, we've formed this new, beyond the meeting of the Quad, which will push back against China, um, you know, using India and South Korea as well, um, as I think it's Japan, and Japan, against um, Chinese expansion in the Indo-Pacific region. We now have this other alliance, Australia, UK, and the United States forming together. This is brand new. And, and the whole goal is to stop military expansion. There's an, econ there's an economic expansion plan, and then there's a military expansion plan. And hmm. Australia took a real risk doing this. And the United States, you know, this, this is, you know, along with, you know, Nancy Pelosi calling what's happening to the Uyghurs genocide for the first time, signals a, a strategic shift in how the United States is viewing China overall on a material level, instead of just casting aspersions on them and saying things like China virus, which equates the, you know, COVID with the individual human beings in China, a recognition that the government itself is the problem, not the people. And if the people had an option, um, as Hong Kong has shown, uh, you know, without being rounded up themselves and their lives being put in danger, just like Russia, they would actually have a, a, a vast and expansive democracy in that country and make up their own minds about how they want to... And they would have, by the way, a, a bigger social safety net. For all the talk about communism and socialism, the United mm -hmm. States has a better social safety net than China does. People fall through the cracks all the time. They just get scooped up and disappeared. It's 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 Ugh. sad. It's heartbreaking. And, and, and right now we've got elections happening all over. Today there's an election happening, or today, tonight, last night, this morning, whenever the time difference is in Russia... Canada's Monday. Um, Russia's today. Of course, uh, Putin's strategy, we got to take a break, but Putin's strategy, of course, is uh, jail all your opponents and it really yeah. affects turnout. Wouldn't it be fascinating if he lost to someone who was in jail? It wouldn't be the first time a country like Russia has had, you know, yeah. that kind of circumstance. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, China got rid of poverty. Uh huh. Yes. By uh, disappearing the poor largely, and no, they didn't. There's there are as many poor people living on uh, you know near starvation levels in China as there are human beings in the entire country of the United States right now. I mean, grasp those numbers, and that's also stacked on top of my personal belief. And we got to take a break. My personal belief that there's not nearly as many people in China as they say there are. That's after being there, after spending a lot of time there, after traveling a lot there. Um, I don't buy it. There's a lot of people there. Not that many. Not that kind of number. You spun around with your arms out. I did. Didn't I, hit me. I nope. I walk. I was walking through crowded areas of town that were the biggest shopping districts, and and I could I, I in in a I could stick my arms out and not bump into anyway in a way that I could not in Times Square. Mm. The entire uh, country of China should look like you know the big cities anyway should look like Times Square all the time if they have that many people. They do not. We'll be back right after this. Attention, yeah. attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. 
Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We could we could so get down in a deep dive about you know my experiences in China leading up to you know I was filming a show there for you know months at a time in in the two years before uh, COVID broke out. I came back, was doing my radio show in you know in 2019 in December from my dad's house. Uh, you know while I was on Christmas vacation, you know bringing my kid to see his grandparents for the holidays and that kind of stuff, and I'm doing my show out of my dad's office. And I was, I started telling everybody, look, there's something going around in China and it's freaking them out. There's really gnarly stuff happening. And if you know anybody from there or you've been exposed to anybody from there and they might be ill or you feel ill, cough into your elbow where, you know, don't go out if you're feverish, that kind of stuff. Cause it's, cause I was aware of it then just having been there. So there was no way the Trump administration wasn't aware of it. There was, and there's also no way that other countries in the world weren't aware of it. They were just monitoring it and either their scientists were poo-pooing it or going, yeah, it might be like SARS or we'll see. And they were taking a wait and see view of it or other people were panicking and not being listened to. They were, they were, they were Cassandra-ing at a massive clip. And the, you know, the, the Chinese people in many ways are the victims in this as much as the, just as the rest of the world is. Because there were doctors in the Wuhan area, in Hebei province, who were seeing this rise in cases and were sounding the alarm and they were shut down and silenced. Their words were taken off of social media. They were censored and they, and, and saying these things, they were, and then one of them, you know, the main one ended up dying of COVID. Um, And there were a lot of stories about that stuff. And that, you know, in China famously shut down travel outside of Hebei province to the rest of the provinces, but you could fly out of Wuhan and Hebei province to the rest of the world. And that's, you know, you know, that was their, that was the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. They just did, they weren't concerned in that regard. And, and and that's what partly the Hong Kong protests are about. That's what the people, I mean, if you want to see what functioning, what, what Chinese people are allowed to do with democracy when they're allowed to have it, look at Taiwan. Taiwan is a fantastic country with vibrant culture, a really open society, wonderful architecture. The the best oolong tea in the world comes from there. There I said it. Um, Taipei 101 is one of That's the most a weird beautiful hill to die on, but okay. Taipei 101, one of that was uh, for a while the tallest building in the world. Um, beat by is is gorgeous and adorable. It's built on a bamboo-based uh, architectural concept. It's got these giant, um, in all reference to Nicki Minaj, giant spheres on every corner of the building that are on huge springs that allow the building to sway like bamboo when when the wind gets strong and stuff so that it won't tip over because that's the problem with these giant buildings. And unlike the How Burj many people Khalifa, do you think that lie will kill? Um, the, the swollen testicle lie hiding gonorrhea from your girlfriend. I'm, I'm going to go with there uh, maybe a few ACDC fans, a couple of Accept <laughs> fans, um, and, a, and some soccer fans, and that's it. Just the big bald ones. Yes, just right. Just people who like those songs. Um, but you know, if you look at Taiwan, Taiwan is the blueprint for democracy in China. It's wonderful. I, I really enjoyed while I was there. It has its quirks, certainly, as we all do. 
some curious ever, ever don't get me started on bin lan um which is a, a a strange stimulant that they enjoy which is these these nuts uh that have this goo in it wrapped in a leaf <laughs> okay. and you chew it li- instead of smoking cigarettes yes it's in line with you you chew it instead of uh smoking basically and it's got a nicotine like stimulant and it's pretty popular over there oh, okay um and you get it from these girls sitting in these weird booths on the side of the road because that's oh. what draws the truckers and the truckers are the ones oh, that buy it. Yeah, so they put yeah. a pretty girl in the booth. It's, it's so strange. It's a strange part of the society, but, um, but gay marriage is legal there. There it's a very open society. Like it's, it's great. And if China ever had a shot and if they were ever exposed to in mass, the, the, the democratic stylings of Taiwan, it would we would be living in a whole new world right now, uh, Disney style, and the same thing is true of Russia, which has elections right now as well. Is is a is elect is Alexei Navalny the solution to all of Russia's problems? No. Is he the absolute key to them um, escaping the current lockbox that they're in? This because the irony is is that Putin thinks that Alexei Navalny is in jail. In reality, the Russian people themselves right now are are locked in a jail. They're in a permanent stuck position. They're, that country has the land and the resources and the ingenuity and the scientific know-how that you know brought them nose to nose in the space program and in the nuclear technology programs with the United States of America and with, with the economy the size of Italy, they were able to do this. The Russian people are wow. are brilliant and can, when they're allowed to be. And yet, what, nobody's buying a Russian car, a Russian washing machine, except a Russian, I suppose. And that's a shame. There is no reason why they wouldn't be competing in the world market with better ideas and greater things. That, that, that Russian windmills and, and green technology and the stuff that would be allowed to flourish if they had weren't under the thumb of this nonsense. The same thing that's happening in China right now. And here and and the Biden administration knows this. And how are they handling it? Well, they are uh, taking a stronger stance about supporting Alexei Navalny and verbally doing it in a way that Trump never would. And they are forming alliances like the UK Australian US alliance, the AUKUS uh, alliance, um, to distinctly push back against the military expansion while supporting democracy in Hong Kong and slowly but surely this is we are in a, the game of risk we have moved out of call of duty and into game of risk mm. and that is the big fear right now that is the big fear on the from sections of the news media and it's certainly the fear of the right wing right now what you are seeing from the Ted Cruz's of the world and the Donald Trump's of the world and their biggest fear is not a, a you know the socialism's going to take over America and tyranny will end the shot and all that kind of stuff. No, it's that you're going to realize that they're being a bunch of drama queens and that none of what they're saying is true. And that the reality is we will get back to in this country a a, a concept of we want a functioning democracy that doesn't eat up eighty percent of our mental space during our day worrying about whether or not our yes. government is functioning or not. We want it to put. In, yeah. We want it in competent hands. That when there is a problem, we know about the problem. We hear about the problem. We hear about the multiple solutions, so we can participate in it, like the border crisis and other things. But that it is being handled in a in a steady way, 
not a reactionary way. Now nah, shut it. Uh, open it. Now nah, shut it. Now nah, open it. Now nah, shut it. Now nah, open it. Like that's 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 the Trumpian way. That's the maggot way. That's the Republican way. And it's simplistic. And it's it's a it's it's very tic tac toe. And in and in the Biden administration is taking a long game approach to this, and a lot of it is paying off. The whaling. I I will predict that the the smaller uh, infrastructure bill will get through period, end of story, within the next few weeks. And the larger one will get through in reconciliation and it will be about half as big. And what people will not recognize, and I don't want to give away the game. And it'll still be really big. It'll be huge. And it will provide, like I said, a functioning infrastructure bank that will allow loans to be taken from that infrastructure bank that when when they're paid back, will give money into the federal coffers that then will seed more money that will be able to be loaned for other projects and it will just it it will basically create a wind-up of the how we create infrastructure in our country that is no longer reliant on you know arguments over the debt ceiling uh we got to take a break we'll come back some of your calls 773-763-9278 oh yeah we're gonna take calls oh yeah it's gonna happen get used to the idea i know i'm only on one day a week i get an ass i'm gonna have to jump on uh, the garage band sawing something together. Mm-hmm. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? <laughs> this is the house bar show. And a guitar note. And progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's well, going to be good. Yeah, it is going to be good. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, I, I want to take some calls. We, I mean, obviously, I don't know that we have anybody who can who's actually at the the Jan Six thing, but I but people might have some opinions on it. I don't doubt. So let's see if we can get those folks uh, on the yeah. line. So who who do we have on the line right now, in Chicago? Well, perfect. Steve from the Gold Coast oh, wants excellent. to talk about the, the rally. Hey, Steve, yeah. welcome. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, I wanted to talk about the, the rally because I, I'm, I'm sort of interested, you know, I have this morbid curiosity to see what happens tomorrow and Monday on right wing right. uh, talk radio, on cable outlets, and so forth, because I want to see how they're going to spin this, you know, because obviously the, the wide angle shot is out of the question. Because yes. that, uh, that will betray exactly how few people showed up to the thing. So then I suspect you're going to have to, you know, resort to a few interviews, you know, where you get a really tight shot and a few of the nuts that actually showed up. Mm-hmm. And there, and you can spin it as that. Because if a couple hundred thousand people had shown up, it would be, you know, the big story on, on Newsmax or oh, yeah. One American News. Oh, right side but broadcasting would be live. They would be live there. And oh. Trump would be speaking. You know, one of the reasons why, you know, tr- everybody's like Trump floated the idea that it was a setup, don't go, because he heard the turnout was going to be crap. And if he if he can say, well, there would have been exactly. a huge turnout, but I told them to stay home. That'll be part of the spin. Exactly. Yeah. And I had made that point uh, months ago after January 6th because, you know, what people sort of forget is that, you know, they wanted a million people to show up for January 6th. They got it less than 50,000. 
And then a group of them decided to head to the Capitol and storm the Capitol. They did. And obviously, you know, the Capitol police were outnumbered. They, they didn't get yep. any support. Surprise, surprise. Who's, who's the president? And, and out of that, you know, I think a, a lot of Americans took the wrong message, thinking that there are millions of people out there right. on, on the Trump nut side right. ready to take up arms and go fight the American military, the National Guard, the police. No, there no. is not. There are a few wackos out there. Mm-hmm. Who, right, exactly. And, and they and were all in one place. But quite frankly, at least, right, exactly. And, and what we did was we set the right precedent because we said, you know what? This happens, you know, we are going to find you. We are going to scour all of the video that's available. We are going to arrest you. We are going to aggressively prosecute you. Yes. And, they, and these people got the message. You want to be stupid? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. And now I was sitting here saying to themselves, let's here, see. Go, my, go, yeah, go my only hang-up. Get arrested or... Knock yourself out. Right, exactly. Please show up and show your patriotism by not wearing any kind of mask showing us exactly who you are, engaging in violence, so it makes our job easier because we can corral you. We now, we'll cr- tell you what, if you're going to do this lunacy again, we'll create a pen for you to do it in, and then we can just gather you from the pen instead of having to go across the entire country and drive up dirt roads to farmhouses in Idaho worrying about if we're going to have another Ruby Ridge every time we knock on a door. And that's that, that's precisely what happened. My question but, is, this is the one question... And, uh, and I don't mean that. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I, I believe that there's a, the delay is a thing. Hold on. Let, let me say this. So the delay is a thing. There's a back and forth. What my, my question is, who built the gallows? We have all this footage. We have all this video. Who built the gallows? That had to take time. Who brought the wood? Where did it come from? What truck was it in? We have video that they play night and day on other sites, uh, you know, that right-wing sites about BLM protests where they, you know, they showed up and people come up in a truck and they've got banners to walk in front of people with and they've got matching signs. And so the the organizers for these protests, when one is spontaneous, will go, there's a spontaneous protest starting. Let's get down there and help them out. And then they show up in a truck and they've got all this stuff that you can walk out there with that says Black Lives Matter and that kind of stuff. And you can walk with 10 people in a row with a big banner in front of you that gets the message, coordinates it, that kind of stuff. And there's umpteen videos, you know, weekly about how it was a coordinated Marxist revolt against the blah, 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 because these people showed up. Meanwhile, where these people were live streaming this whole nonsense the, uh, constantly, where is the footage of the people building the gallows and who brought the wood and where are they and why were they? Because uh, of all things, for the, uh, all the talk of it's unarmed, everybody was unarmed, they're unarmed. First of all, they were armed. Arms don't just mean yeah. guns. And if you pick up something, you're picking up arms against someone. And if you try, if you figure we'll just take the guns off the cops when we get there, that's also an armed revolt. Well, they'll supply them for us. But building a gallows is is hardly indicative of a peaceful, uh, you know, political stand. But go ahead. Now, now I know that the gallows thing has been bothering me for a long time. Right, and I, and I don't want to minimize the, the radical elements that exist out there that are followers of Donald Trump because they, they are real. But, you know, at the same time, I, 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 what happened in, in the post-January uh, 6th uh, time frame, where, you know, there was there was this all this concern that, you know, with the inauguration coming, you know, not just in Washington, but in state capitals all across America, that these Trump supporters are going to rise up and we're going to have all of this violence. Guess what? Didn't happen. Right. Because, again, we sent the right message, and, yes. I, and it's important important to recognize that there are people out there who are a threat, but it has been blown way out of proportion. There, As you said, there, there are the idiots sitting at home screaming at the TV yep. right now. 
And, and that's about as far as they're going to go. Right. But the, the ones that are willing to, to go and make a bomb or to take a gun and go out there and confront a National Guardsman or a police officer, no. Those, that's an extremely small minority, and I think we do a disservice to ourselves when we inflate this into something yes. that it's not. That, that's, that's, that's also, you, is, is you give into it, and, and, when, and the news will do this, you know, when they're dealing with, when they start talking about the genuine threat of a, you know, of a future Timothy McVeigh amongst this crowd, right? And you have that dude who drove up on the Supreme Court steps, and he's got, he's saying he's got a bomb, and then he ends up crawling to the cops, and he's like, I want to see my wife on Sunday. I don't want to die, but if I got to die, and there's lots of us, there's five other patriots, they'll be here any minute, swear to God. That, you know, that, a clearly mentally ill dude who's dealing with chronic pain, probably addicted to a substance, having a breakdown, and his breakdown has just found a fixation. His breakdown would have been something else. You know, he would have been, you know, yeah. like, exactly. it, it, there's lots exactly. of, there used to be lots of outlets and this is now the main one that basically we're looking at a bunch of school shooters that have been kicked out of school, um, unfortunately. And, and exactly. Yeah. And, and, it, and it didn't help their cause that, that you know, that their savior, yeah, all of that money that he managed to raise with regard to fighting this illegitimate oh, no. election of Joe Biden. It didn't go. It didn't go to pay for the, def- the the defense of any of these people arrested. He didn't pardon a single one of them. You know, so yeah, their their fearless leader did not bail them out. So that that tells you something. You know, you want to show up today and be, get stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I hope you've got a lawyer on retainer because Trump's not coming to help. No, you. and nobody from no. the Trump organization or reelection campaign is coming to help you. Yeah, somebody in the chat room also brought up the RV explosion in Nashville. That whole story, which you know is is a murky lunatic as well. Um, apparently wanting to take out, you know, I'm, I'm a peaceful patriot, wanted to take out a patriot, you know, be a patriot, go out like a patriot, but only blow up parts of a building, giving people to clear out, uh, you know, that, that assuming by the way that they could or would let, you know, that there's not somebody in one of these buildings that's on, you know, dialysis and, you know, has their home treatment center where they do their dialysis set up and they've got a nurse and they can't be moved out of there while this idiot's going to blow up his RV across the street or how far the damage will reach and all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, it's if you're bombing a city street, you're a maniac. I don't care what you think your cause is, period. And and so a bunch of these folks, we still don't know, you know, I've, I've been scouring while we've been talking to the, you know, the internet as far as who built the gallows um, you know, and and whether those people, the folks that actually built the gallows, have been arrested, and what their charges were specifically, because they obviously went on to do other stuff. Um, the the curious thing is, and, 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 and also, if, if I if I, if I can raise this last point, I, I I do think that you know, like anything else, as time goes on, we require more and more information, and now that we're this many months out, we're starting to learn more and more things. So it's, you know, when you have American generals who are saying to themselves, "Okay, I've got to keep a back door open, a line of communication with, like, uh, for instance, the Chinese yes. in terms of General Milley, because right. we've got a crazy man in office, and, yes. and this isn't the first time. Well, America, Americans, uh, the intelligence community, others have had a back door totally. with their uh, counterparts in other countries during the Cold War. Exactly. So this is nothing new. But the, the fact that someone like like General Milley had to had to say to himself, you know what, this guy is particularly crazy, and given that he that he doesn't believe that he was defeated in this election, right. and this is a particularly dangerous time for America, and and I need to, and so all of these stories 
I think are eroding, chipping away at the sort of, you know, the, the narrative the of him. Which the, yes. the right looks at Donald Trump. Right. Well, anyway, oh, yesterday, exactly. yesterday some sort of a great yes, leader. Right. Yesterday, Dan Bongino presented this concept that that General Milley is part of a deep state plan to make the right hate the military. That, that literally, that's what it, that it was all propaganda to make them hate soldiers because that's one of the good things about Republicans is that they always support the troops. And so Millie's a secret way of making us not support the troops. Never mind the fact that beyond having a backdoor, it is standard operating procedure in a situation where, it, you know, since the Cold War and even b- during the Cold War, to uh, talk uh, government, you know, State Department to State Department, military to military, and in between governments that can blow each other to bits and destroy the rest of the world in the process to have a ratchet down conversation so that the military guys can talk to the military guys if the civilian leadership is going nuts and the civilian leadership can can talk to each other about their military guys going nuts and and that back and forth has always existed with all the, we have that conversation with Israel, even though we're not adversarial with them, with Pakistan, we have it with China, we have it with, uh, you know, the only country I don't think we have it with is North Korea, because nobody talks to them. We just do a, the threat game. Right. And, I mean, and you don't expect that a president is, is necessarily going to be able to build a thermal nuclear device because he doesn't have that skill set. But there was a piece, I believe it was in the Washington Post or New York Times several years ago, uh, just before Trump was elected. And it was this whole uh, discussion that he uh, basically detailing a discussion that he had had a, at a party with someone in, in terms of utilizing nuclear weapons, in which he thought that you could utilize nuclear weapons in a massive exchange and that somehow that after you know the smoke clears, you could just move right back in there and start farming again and living your life as if he didn't understand the concept of radioactive fallout and that, you know, places become uninhabitable for God knows how long the period is. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, that's so frightening that the the commander-in-chief of this country did not understand, you know, that this level of of, of conflict, what what that entails. All I'm saying is is let's, as soon as we nuke the hurricane, we can go, we can take yachts out there, go, we could have a Trump boat parade right after we nuke the hurricane. Those waters are fine. Um, we got to take a break. Thanks for the call, Steve. Um, Thank you. I, I, I think the primary point that Steve is making is one that we got to constantly remind ourselves uh, about, which is while dealing with the legitimate threat of the crazies that are out there and that might be driven to do horrible things because of Donald Trump, the, the illusion that there's a huge, huge, huge number is not only false, it's not only a, a BS. It's part of the propaganda storyline, and we saw it today at the January 6th thing when Lex Loser came up there and said 47% of Democrats think the January 6th uh, protesters that attacked cops are political prisoners. We'll be back. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, welcome back. I guess um, somebody in the chat room just said, where's the Home Depot footage of the uh, insurrectionists getting stuff? <laughs> I think the only thing we have is that picture of Ben Shapiro with his bag with his one board in it. The one board. Yeah, uh, right. He went down. I went and bought a plank. Um, Baby Ben. We love Baby Ben. 
Aww. Um, and, and yes, uh, our discovery and our recognition that happened on the live stream uh, over the last couple of weeks that Ben Shapiro is Porky Pig and the voice matches perfectly. Um, Holy moly. Will, That's uh, huge. Will never, ever, ever be able to be lived down. It is true, and you can't unhear it at any point. So, um, uh, but let's, we've got other callers, so let's grab, let, I want to see what, uh, folks, uh, want to talk about. We'll be like, uh, who do we have in Chicago? We got Robert from Florida. Excellent. Ooh. Robert from Florida. How are you? What's going on, gentlemen? Hi. Hey, uh, hey. When, I got on the phone, when I got on the phone with the screener, I've been trying to think of a, you know, a swollen testicle joke. You well, know, and I just it's really difficult you know what i mean when, yeah when you've got i mean tucker carlson i like wood has pretty much outdone all of us um you know deeper and longer when uh that or <laughs> or, or or i suppose maybe diamond and silk eat two eggs a day you know what i mean when they're uh they're not impressed by uh this fellow's swollen testicles Five well is the only thing that will do it for them i'm just saying Wow. All right. So, and even Mike, right. even Mike Lindell is impressed. Wow. Wow. Okay, go ahead. All right. I call about uh, Russia and uh, Google and uh, Apple, but I also want to, you, since you asked what people thought, I called in a week or two to your show after the, the January 6th, and I yeah. said what to do. I mean, not that people listen to me, but I said, have a teletime. You know, they'll help themselves. You know, if we would have really right. gone out and, and, and tried to say, who is this person? Well, if somebody knows him, okay, he's got a, a Miami Dolphins uh, uh, cap on. He's got it probably in this area. Somebody knows this guy. Yeah. Here's $100. Here's $1,000. Keep, keep the Eddie going. They would have, they would have given themselves up. You know, and, and the fact that uh, there's nobody there today is the reason because there's a new sheriff in town. Now, That's right. The, now the cops aren't told not to shoot. You know? And, right. And basically... You know, the, the the writing on the wall for Donald's over. Last week they had a pay-per-view event for a Vander Holyfield. Yeah. I mean, if you attach your name, if you attach your name to Vander Holyfield as a 58-year-old boxer, right. expect not to get over 200,000 bodies. You know? I, I said that I said that when that happened, Robert, when I was when, you know, when that when that came up and he announced that he was doing that and he said, "I'm getting an obscene amount of money to do this." And I, I was like, that is the final nail in the coffin to the idea that he's a billionaire. Because as supposedly, if you're worth six or nine billion dollars, which is his rotating allegation of how much money he has. It's a lot then, of money. Right now, we don't know exactly. The, that's the right. The owners are on strike. That's right. But the, so the only way you could, the only thing that qualifies as an obscene amount of money in that circumstance is seven or ten billion dollars. Uh, getting a, a few hundred thousand or even a million dollars to do it or two million or five million dollars is not an obscene amount of money when you're a billionaire. It just isn't. As a matter of fact, Richard Branson, no, Jeff Bezos, all these guys turn down those kind of offers from startups and stuff all the time. You, I mean, if that was the case, I mean, Trump could get on Cameo and and go, you know, offer five million dollars just to endorse companies, you know, at some point, and and we'll see how long that lasts. But that's the idea of what this effectively was. This was a Cameo, but he couldn't get away with just a ninety-second video. He had to show up and yammer, and and Junior brought him this project <laughs> just like he brought him these crap, uh, like 
rental property things and they'll pop, they'll slap their our name on it and we don't even have to do anything. We get a royalty from the property. We're not responsible. It's another real estate company that builds it. It's another company that handles the renters. All we are is a branding thing in it and we make $100,000 a month from this particular thing as long as they keep it on the building. And, and that's how they made most of their money. They went from an architectural and development company to a branding company all through the 90s. Trump, that's Trump's legacy, taking his father's empire of building actual buildings and turning it into a rubber stamp that they would just, you know, up like stickers. They were putting their stickers on stuff. And that's what they do now. And that's all he did with this fight. And the problem is the product they're putting it on is getting lower and lower and lower and weaker right. and more pitiful. Right. That's why he's not going to run for president. Right. And to the point of... Uh... Right, exactly. Well, that's that's what he is. He's falling into irrelevancy. You know? Yeah, and he cannot run for president because he won't be able to take the money from the the super PAC. The minute he announces that he's running for president, right. he can no longer take money from the super PAC, and the super PAC is paying his bills right now, and will pay his bills until it right. dies. He, right. Al, can you fill my brain and your listeners' brains? Or what do you? What's your opinion about Apple caving and Google caving to Russia? Yeah, I'm and, against. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Well, I'll say about France. I'll say about France. France is looking at the, you know, if they pull, I don't understand France. I mean, if you look at the history of France, they've pulled away everywhere in the world. I mean, they used to have influence in Indochina with Vietnam, Laos, and, and actually they had a port in Taiwan, if you know your history, mm-hmm. and, and they're gone. So I don't understand why 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 are they why, why are they surrendering to China again? I, I don't get it. Well, the, I mean, they, they, just, they didn't. Oh, I'll tell you what. Okay. So, yeah. So the anti-colonialism uh, rhetoric that you hear in the United States against colonists and the cause, uh, concept of colonizing and your colonizers and the Brits are colonizers and the... French were colonizers and the Spanish were colonizers and and the Brits were colonizers and they colonized the colonies. And they were always colonizing and that's all they do. And everywhere we live has been a colonized place on colonized people. That conversation, while there are legit conversations about uh, the indigenous people and their rights in, in territories and countries, uh, is about stuff that happened hundreds upon hundreds of years ago, especially when you talk about France and, and England. And most of the 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 like fomenting that idea and driving it into a political movement has been pushed up, has been inflated by the Chinese and the Russians who want to move into that place. And what they realized after a while that driving UK and France and the US out of places was a nearly impossible task. But politically getting the people in those countries to call for that drawback and to be against it in the first place is a way easier. It's way cheaper it's a way easier, you know, it's, it, it, it plays on the internal uh, democratic finaglings of these countries, the back and forth, the battles between sides. It, it foment, foments discord while it also paints these countries, uh, uh, you know, in a way that will make them retract. In ways, by the way, that they do in, in many cases, as ironically the right calls about Afghanistan, but in areas where they've done it too quickly or they didn't manage it or help manage it, they just left in a big hurry said, sorry, we were here and left. And then what happened is they created a power vacuum that China could move into. And the Belt and Road Initiative is really um, the soft power angle that the Chinese have been pushing for a long time around the Belt Road Initiative is getting countries like France to move out of Africa and, and stop their influence in the region to stabilize democracies in the area so that they can move in and take over, to create an instant power vacuum. Because they believe in that power vacuum, they will be able to take it. Uh, they will just flat out 
own the area. And that's precisely what they've been trying to do. The, the failure of that is a different conversation. But this is giant geopolitical moves on all fronts. And just because you get out of someplace doesn't mean that the people there will flourish because they have the right or the ability to do so. In the same way that if the U.S. decided okay. we're surrounding Taiwan, we shouldn't surround Taiwan. Taiwan can stand on their, uh, on their own. That it would mean that the Chinese wouldn't try to stomp all over Taiwan in our absence. We help them by in their existence and, and protect that and allow them to flourish in that way. We're not in there in the same way that we were in other countries, but we're not leaving the way we did in other countries as well. The Chinese are pushing that all over the world. And it worked way more. It was more effective on uh, France and Germany than it was, say, on the UK or Northern European countries um, and the U.S., and, and a lot of the languaging around, uh, you know, the colonizing language you hear being spoken in social media and the like, a lot of that, while there are legit conversations about colonial endeavors and imperialism, a lot of the big boost that it got in social media and around that is from places like the Confucius Institute that have shown up on U.S. campuses, which are basically Chinese propaganda arms. And they're built for that reason. From the government, not the not the people. The kids themselves are being forced into these organizations. A lot of Chinese students who come over to the United States want to experience America while they're here, and the and organizations on campus like that keep them from doing it. They they basically keep them in line. They they're mm-hmm. ways of policing Chinese students abroad, and the, and it's not a it's not unique to China. The Russians used to do it too, and try to do it, but fail now. They don't really have a way of doing it these days. If, if a Russian student manages to get an immigration visa and they come here and go to school, they usually stay a lot of times. So um, whereas China, they insist on you coming back, or you know, in a lot of ways, the way it, it, you know you owe that to the country. You got to come back. It's tough. And this is this is something. These are things that are being played out. This is the boring geopolitical ginormous issues that that the Trump administration ignored or were ham-handed in their countering of that is now getting a real look right now, which is the, you know, is the, we're, we've moved from Call of Duty to Risk, and that's a good move. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.